Hello and welcome to Portraits of Clongos, a podcast series that takes you on a journey into the lives of former pupils of Clongos Wood College. My name is Rossa McDermott, and in this podcast series, we will speak with alumni from Clongos to hear their first-hand accounts of the transformative impact this school has had on their lives. Paul Moran is based in Chicago for most of his life and has worked in the financial sector for many years, including a period in Taiwan where he met his wife. Paul Moran, welcome to the Clongos podcast. And I'd like to ask you the first question which always is, how was your time in CWC and how do you remember it? I'm sure like like most of us, Rasa, with rose-colored glasses. Yeah, there, there, were, there were times like, like there were tough times at, uh, at Longo's and there were, there were some good times at Longo's. And, you know, like, like pretty much everybody there was a, a mixed bag, I think. I certainly saw a lot of things happen in my short time at Longo's. I, I, I still remember that sort of, that first day, you know, go, <laughs> going going down the driveway, yeah. and I was thinking, God, here we go again. I was I was lucky enough in that I had a bit of prior experience to Tongo's style of life. I'd gone to a prep school. Uh, I w- I'm from Mayo, but I had gone to a prep school in a place called Killashee, all right, which was the other side of Nace. Yeah. Oh, and now a hotel. Yeah, yeah. Now now it's a hotel. It was a holiday camp when I was there. Yeah. Um, it, it was. It was actually. It was. A, it was a great little spot. You know. Uh, it was run by. I think it was the Della Salle sisters. I, I'm pulling. Or I'm really pulling it out of you know where. Trying yeah. to remember what what the sisters were, but they were they were lovely. And I think there was four or five of us that ended up going to Tongos. I can only remember one or two right now. I, I think Frank Frank Fitzpatrick, maybe Sean Wong Sean was another. Wong. Yeah. Jerry Healy, I think, clearly. Yeah. So, so yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah, totally on my own going in there. But yeah, I, was, I still remember that first day, and yeah, you're sort of dumped off. You you'll hear the parents give the sigh of relief, hopping into the car, and away we went. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, crap, here I am now. <laughs> and you had no previous family that went to Clongos, or did you? No, actually, I, I would have been, I would have gone to Mongers. Uh, my two, my two older brothers had gone to Mongers. And had done very well out of going to Bangalore, actually. So uh, Tongos, Tongos was definitely a second choice, but the Jesuits closed that down. I think that year they did, yeah. And uh, yeah, I ended, ended up going to Tongos, which yeah, from I, I would say from the educational side was funnily enough. I think I think Mungers had better teachers. Yeah, from everything I gathered, um, and they were extremely extremely strong in, in many departments. But Tongos had a very different vibe to it mm. than Mungret. Whereas Mungret, I thought, was, even though that was Jesuit, it, it really had a, a, a sort of very pragmatic focus. And it was heavily focused on the results. Whereas I think Tongos was more focused on letting the person sort of grow and show. Um, I'm, you know, I just got that, that vibe that the Jesuits were always sort of like, probing and, and and testing to see who you were yeah. and would not interfere in certain in, in certain situations and you know they gave you enough rope to hang yourself with and you know if if you were left dangling they they might begrudgingly appear 
But <laughs> but if you got yourself there in the first place, it was your fault, your right? Fault. <laughs> and you saw things differently through your brothers in Munger. Had you been down there? You had? Yeah, I've been down to Munger a few times. So, yeah, Munger, Munger was, uh, I, I, I felt it was more Western South of Ireland based, mm. you know. It just had a different vibe, whereas whereas Clongos was like yeah, more more of a city vibe, more of an international vibe. And you felt that you remembered that way, having gone there after seeing Mungert, you could see that difference even then. Well, you you could you could see it you could see it pretty much instantly. I mean, just just the way sort of Clongos guys held themselves, yeah, or how they. The vibe they gave off to the outside, yeah, was yeah. We're Tongos. We're kind of special when we know it, yeah. And now some of them had no business doing that. Yeah, you know, was is some of it was just pure bunny based, yeah. But there was definitely that vibe about Tongos that yeah, we're a little bit privileged and we know it, yeah. And I remember, I remember Paddy Crow was kind of brought two Tongos to address. The academic side, because... Oh, yeah, and he, he came yeah. from Munger. Munger, yeah. He was, and that, was, I do remember that uh, vibe or that thing being said. He was very disciplined. He was a disciplinarian. He was very focused. And for the first time, I mean, I think when I did my entrance exam, it was uh, Johnny Luby who showed us around. And uh, he was so different to Paddy Crow. And when Paddy Crow arrived that year, I remember my memory of the first two years, so all discipline, focus, get the job done type thing, and no messing around. So it seems you remember more than me in the sense because you had the comparison of mongers to make that evaluation. Yeah. And the other thing I noticed was that the uh, the disciplinarian aspect of it would have come from, would have come more from Munger, but Munger. I think the uh, the students had a better sort of rapport with with a lot of the with a lot of the Jesuits in Munger. I mm-hmm. think whether it was based on respect or whatever. But you know, I come to I come to Tongos, and I find you know poor Paddy Crow there, and Paddy Paddy immediately has the nickname, you know, <laughs> <laughs> with the with the World War Two reference yeah, attached. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm int- introduced to the the prefect of. Uh, Rudiments, uh, yeah. I think it was Gestapo or Keith. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, you know, this is called it. Yeah. <laughs> and when you look back at your life, despite those initial recollections, what did it give you in terms of values or disciplines that you would have adapted through your five your, You were there five years, weren't you? Yeah, but I, I, was, I was there five. Uh, I would say... The values would have been less obvious than you would think. Um, I always thought of of Tongos as like this giant amplifier box, where if you went in with a certain set of characteristics, Tongos could amplify them or kill them. Mm. Okay, so in in my case, my dad was a yeah, was basically his country doctor. Uh, he's very big on on empathy, etc. And I've I found I became a lot more empathetic as long goes. And I was definitely you know scaling up on on the on the social consciousness scale. And the Jesuits the Jesuits were pretty good at, at dealing with the whole sort of justice equation in in you know in human existence. So I enjoyed that aspect of of life with them. 
um, I think, you know, if you, if you look at most of the revolutionaries in modern history, you'll find a Jesuit back there somewhere, you know. And I, I think it's no accident that, you know, they embed that sort of theology or that liberation theology in a way. They embed it into their education systems. Not obviously, yeah. but, you know, like they say, give, give us the boy, we'll give you the man. Yeah. Well, they leave certain plant food along the path of their education system that I think if you're of a certain bent of mind, you will pick up on it and yeah. go with it. I personally like the Jesuits. I, I I thought they were you know, good people. I enjoyed, especially you know, guys like Jack Brennan and Jackie Leonard, the history teacher, yeah. and of course, the Raz, Jerry O'Byrne. <laughs> Jerry's brother was actually in Swinford, where I was from, was he? and he was the bank manager in Swinford, and was it was he? his son that was the pilot of the Tusker yeah, Rock Barney. That, yeah. that went down. So you know, I would see the Raz every now and then in, yeah. in Swinford. Uh, so it was a mix of trepidation and terror with the Raz, you know. Yeah, but, all, they were uh, born in Dramat, weren't they? Huh? Oh yeah. yeah, he was. He was. He was a tough character. That man. Yeah, yeah. he really was. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't an act with him. Mm. But uh, he he had a, he gained some minor fame in Swinford. He led a retreat, and you know, my father, when he heard that the Raz was coming, went, "Oh, this could be interesting. We, we should go. We should go just out of a morbid sense of curiosity." And it it didn't disappoint. Yeah, uh, you probably have to cut this one, but it, it came from one of the lectures, <laughs> and that it was on the life of Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah. And I still remember the squeaky little nun up up in the front row going, "Ah, oh, father, wasn't she known as the Virgin Queen?" <laughs> the Raz looks at her and says, Sister, she was no more a virgin than you or I. <laughs> that was in front of an audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jerry Burma was, uh, I mean, to me, my affection for him was really, he was all things Spanish, but he, yeah, he had a view of the Civil War as it used oh, yeah. to go there regularly. And when you look back, he was kind of a contradiction and Jesuit, his views on the war. And But one thing about Jerry was he, Outspoken is too harsh word. He was straight to the point and said, uh, "Oh, he, he didn't mince yeah. his words. He, he he never went around something no, if he could go through absolutely. it. Absolutely, to the point. And uh, yeah, I, I, I remember I remember Latin class, and he yeah. looked at me, Warren. <laughs> yeah, I can see you someday playing a tin whistle in O'Connell Street. <laughs> and I was I was like, Jesus Christ! I hope not. I don't have a I don't have a lick of musical yeah. talent. Yeah, don't even have a tin whistle." <laughs> <laughs> that that was Jerry. That was Jerry. Yeah, I didn't realize the swim for connection and Barney's uh, father. Yeah, because uh, uh, Tony Tigger, Tony O'Byrne was on. He was like Barney was such a personality in Clongus in his time, captain of the school, and the wishes all things, and then tragically he lost his life in, in that accident in Tusker Rock. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, no accident. <laughs> yeah, and probably no accident. Yeah, we remember. Leave that one aside. And uh, in terms of the disciplines you adopted then, is it timekeeping? I mean, I do agree with you in terms of they educate you with what I call time bombs, things they teach you that become valuable or come to the fore the older you get. It kind of makes sense and you understand them. But basic disciplines day to day. I think one of the big things was actually listening. Mm. Um, 
because you were always in that environment where there was you know, multiple voices competing to get their voices heard. Yeah. You know, so they had the debate in society and all that. And those were really good building blocks to have in a school. Mm. I think I, I touched on empathy. I think the social justice aspect of it, not, not in today's sense, but in, in the sense of life as it was back in the 60s, right? Yeah. They were solid on that, but I think they also get, expressed a tolerance towards people of diverging opinions. Yeah. And I, I felt that tolerance, that definitely has followed me my whole life. And, you know, I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to live in many different countries and cultures, and that has stood me very well. I have to agree, because I've lived so many different countries, and you do understand how to be, uh, how to address those issues or understand that nobody is the same or be biased. So they do, they do give you that sense of, uh, and a sense of confidence if you're willing to take it that if you see something wrong, you know there's no harm in raising the point. Yeah, uh, well, you know, you have to know, you have to know where you are before you yeah, put your correct. your foot in it. But yeah, at the same time, you know, it's like, like for example, when when I lived in Taiwan, I had a guy come over from the states, and it, I didn't realize that he was like sort of extreme right wing Christian. Yeah, and uh, we went to a place called Longshan Temple, which is just a gorgeous place in downtown Taipei. It's an old mm. temple, did back hundreds and hundreds of years, and yeah, you know, completely black with incense and just alive with people going in our brain, etc. And this guy starts off like praying for for the heathen that we're all going to suffer the fires of hell. And I yeah. was like, oh dear God in heaven, did you know? I I, I had to get him out of there as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it it always horrified me to see that sort of intolerance. Yeah. You know? Yeah, though they do they do uh, give us that and. Um, in terms of any specific memory, I mean, you said about the avenue, bad things, good things, any specific, yeah, I mean, yeah, the first day you ever went in? I, 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 I did a laugh. I, the thing, I, one of the things I remember about the first day is I got headbutted by a guy. Yes, in names. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, 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 won't, I, won't, I won't name names, yeah. but uh, he was, uh, you know, I, I realized that he was probably terrified back then. You know, he was probably in full scared mode. He'd been just left alone for the first time yeah. in a strange place. And, you know, he was freaking out, you know. Yeah. But uh, like I say, it amplifies. It's an amplifier box. Yeah. So if you've got certain characteristics or tendencies, that place will magnify them and show them whether they're good or bad. And that's, you know, I, I, I always thought, you know, Congress had a great history to us and, and you know, there was a lot of cool things about it. Um, I, you know, I absolutely loved the, the entire sports thing. I thought the ac the academics could have been better. Mm. Uh, but then again, I wasn't much of a student either, to be fair. So <laughs> I, that, cut, that cut both ways. Yeah. So I will do a shout out to uh, a deceased teacher, Michael O'Dowda, who yeah, I thought O'Dowda, was yeah. probably the best teacher I've ever yeah. come across in my life. At the subject, I hated with the passion. Maths. Math. Yeah, I, I really, I almost had a phobia about math, and that man was some teacher. He yeah. was fantastic, and that's a human. Yeah, sadly, yeah. passed away prematurely. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there were there were, there were good if if unconventional teachers there. I remember was it, 
was it Minnie McDermott? She taught yeah, French. French, yeah. And, you know, she had a very unorthodox method of teaching French. I, I, I never forget, she just told everybody, put their books away, and she started talking French, and we were all looking at each other like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, what the hell is she doing? But, you know what, I came out of Tongos with the ability to to speak French, to understand it, told a conversation. In fact, I had a conversation done can on the uh, on the boardwalk, <laughs> lasting over an hour with an old French guy, and I thought to myself, you know what, Minnie? Yeah. Good job. Good job. I can still do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So kudos, kudos where they are deserved for sure. And all things being equal, it would have been somewhere you would have sent uh, sons, you know, give them money. No, no. Uh, it, it, to, to me, I, I kind of thought that the world has changed a lot, right? Mm. And I, I kind of think that for kids, especially, especially, like in the states, if I was if I was to move my kids over to Ireland to boarding school in Ireland, I'd be cutting them away from everything they know here, yeah. all their friends, etc. But they're a network. In the states, is a lot more uh, tiny than you would think in terms of networking. Like you know, do they go to Boston College? Do they go to Notre Dame? Do they go to Loyola? You know. Yeah. So you know, my my kids went to Loyola and Xavier. So it's you know. Goddamn Jesuits to get in everywhere, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I wouldn't I wouldn't take that away from them. I, I think you have you should have friends at home. I mean, I was kind of unfortunate in that I went to boarding school very early, so I had only a couple of friends back home at Swinford. All right, yeah. but even even that got kind of disrupted uh, because my dad died when I was I no, I think it was uh, junior third year. So I was just 15 at the time, just turned 15. And then my mother uh, decided to move to, to Balna. So, you know, we, we kind of, <laughs> I, I missed out on that whole, where are you from vibe? Yeah. You know, to, to have that deep anchor. Yeah. Well, in my case, it was a stabilizer because we traveled, my parents and family had traveled abroad, different countries. So I, I was born in Brazil, came from a different background altogether, but what was gave to me was six years of stability. It was almost like a home address for a period. And then, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so to me, yeah. it, came, it came as a stabilizer, really. And a very, I was actually a year late going to Clongos. I didn't yeah, go anywhere actually, else. I, I, I would say, you know, it gave me some great friendships. Yeah. I mean, uh, this guy's this day that I'm still strong friends with, even though we haven't talked in a little while, could pick up the phone, talk to, to Shane Price, like, like it was yesterday, yeah. And that, like Shane, Shane was Shane was over here in two thousand and one when the when the plane hit the tower. He was oh, wow. he was staying in my house. I remember we were looking at the sky, going, "You're not going anywhere for a while, yeah, mate." You know, so <laughs> poor Shane was trapped with me for over a week. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah. I mean, there, there are yeah guys who I have great time for that I would consider lifetime friends mm. from Tongos. Um, and it was, it's just. Again, it's it's kind of like that sort of you belong to that club, yeah. And you know, if one of them is in trouble, you help them out. Yeah. Do you and remember the first person that. you met at the entrance exam or the first day? Out of curiosity. Oh, the very first person I met was Paddy Crow. Right. In terms of pupils, like friends. Oh, it, it, yeah. it, it, in in terms of pupil, yeah. I think it was Sean Wong actually. Right. And that was the name. I always felt bad about Sean because. I think he left in second year. No, yeah, yeah. So all thought, but just looking at the clongos, he actually stayed 
uh, third year. I think he went after. Oh. He didn't do O levels. He went then, didn't do oh, poetry, yeah, I think. Then. So he was with us so, three years. It seems like much shorter, but he did yeah, three years. Uh, but where, where did he go? Yeah, where he went to, I never I don't knew. No, his family were based in Canada originally. Look, I think it's a Canadian connection originally. But I've never yeah. been able to track him down, even with the internet today, because unfortunately, Wong is a very common name. And yeah. so is Sean. So it's very hard without more details to, to, to Google him and find him. Yeah, yeah, I remember they, they owned a restaurant up in, correct. up in Dublin. And, yeah. yeah, correct. Uh, that fancy yeah, restaurant on the Nace Road. Uh, yeah. Sold burgers. Imagine a business that sold burgers. Never take off. <laughs> <laughs> go figure. Yeah, go figure. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Has any negative memories you would have, Clongus? Any, uh, any what, what type negative, of memories? Negative. I would say some of the bullying. You could see it. I mean, there, there are some... You know, that that was pretty awful, mm. you know. There's one or two guys that, and I've I've seen how they've done in later life, and it's, it, to me, it's utterly amazing that absolutely. they came out of that absolutely. In, one, in one piece. Correct, absolutely. And uh, you know, I, I always felt that the Je the Jesuits kind of dropped the ball there. Yeah, they didn't have a handle on it. I, I do remember, do remember not, the first year I was a bit nasty. I think it was deliberate. I, I, I really think it was like they just came from the era of let them figure it, let yeah. them figure it out themselves. Correct. But honest to God, some of it I saw was bordered on torture. Correct. And thankfully, we got the tail end of it in a way. But you're right. What I saw, I agree with you. Having organized reunions for the last 20, 30 years and had the opportunity to talk to almost everybody I was at school with, I'm amazed at the, how they've done very well. Something that I would have thought I would have struggled and one-tenth of that, yeah. So uh, yeah. I would concur yeah. with that. It's amazing uh, how some have super, and some have gone back to check it out. And we were yeah. very fortunate that way that there was nothing more serious. But bullying was a thing in the school at that time when we started. I remember walking down Highland Galleries with fear. As 12, 13, even in grammar. And then uh, it kind of eased you, up. You, shift, you shifted to the right. Correct. I know that's a, a, a function of moving to syntax where you're halfway through and moved up the ladder. But it was eradicated. I think people like Michael Shield and stuff did a good job making sure some of those things went away. Yeah, it, it probably a good man to take on the bullion uh, yeah. would, would have been Shields because yeah. Shields was at the the heart of that social culture, which was uh, the rugby, yeah, because he had such respect in, in the in the rugby side of things. I think he was the perfect guy to be able to execute the strategy to end it. Yeah, take it on, yeah. Um, and yeah, Maki Maki uh, Maki was a bit of a tough nut too, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he he wasn't a man to be messed with. You got that vibe oh, from absolutely, him, yeah. you know. Whereas he was the, fair. The Raz, yeah, the the Raz was just a tough nut, period. <laughs> but, you know, you, you, at the Raz, you looked and thought, that guy is genuinely a little yeah. bit crazy. I don't think I want to really, really mix it with him. Yeah. Whereas uh, Maki had a certain sort of animal cunning about yeah, him, yeah. about his uh, about his approach to life, and you felt that there was a, a serious brain behind it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you sort of... You calculate, is it worth it? Yeah. The answer was almost inevitably no. No, no. And would there be a piece of music that takes you back to your time there? Oh, God. Multiple um, pieces of music? 
You know, it was it was it, it was kind of funny. One of my one of my memories of Tongos was T.C. Kelly <laughs> when he was putting the, the choir together, and somehow I passed the first three or four rounds of it. Oh, wow. and then he, he stopped and he goes, "I want everybody to to sing again." Okay, stop. I was singing individually, <laughs> one by one by one. Oh, busters. Yeah. <laughs> he, he kind of gets to me. He goes, "Morn out." Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of my music career in Tongos yeah. music. So I went through a little period there where I was absolutely infected by horse lips, the thorn. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that that I album. I do, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I like that. Obviously, uh, there's lots of other stuff out there, like uh, you know, Fleetwood Mac and Brokel Harum, and all those guys were kind of kind of big in in you know. Of course, the Beatles, you know, but but you know, the, Be- the Beatles, it, it wasn't cool to really like the Beatles. <laughs> but yeah, I like I liked I liked Fle- I, I like Fleetwood Mac a, a fair bit. You know, my my music tastes were kind of eclectic; mm-hmm. they were all over the place. Um, and even though we were the Walkman generation, I, I would say I, I would say the the one the one I liked best was probably Fleetwood Mac. Rumors. 1977. Mm, God, yeah. I mean, lucky, lucky enough to get to see them live before Christine Murphy. Yeah, I, 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 you have like a soundtrack to your youth. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and they'd be one of the leading, the leading ones in that soundtrack. Yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of funny, you know. Here, here we, here we are, like 40 years later, and all the music we like is still out there. It's still super popular. It is. Well, you don't. No. And isn't my two daughters? It's amazing what's transferred to them because what they heard when they were young, growing up, and they listen to things now and their playlists, which I'm shocked at because they're so old. But yeah. uh, Fleetwood Mac would be one of those things that they would play a couple of songs, and they don't realize the age of the songs because <laughs> <laughs> they still hold I, good today. I think. I, I, I think. Yeah, we we were blessed. That was one of one of the things that I think we came, we grew up in a utterly incredible era in music. Mm. I think you know we talk about the technology wave, but people will look at at nineteen sixty to nineteen ninety probably as the wave in music. Very true. And if you just sum up uh, Clongos in one word or a short phrase, Paul, what would come to mind? Clongos in one phrase. Wow. Yeah, a oh. word or. If you're trying to explain, have that elevator conversation with somebody in Chicago. It would be an experience worth living because it's it's a constantly it's it's part of your life. Yeah. It changes you. It grows with you. Stays with you. So I think I think Congress Congress is uh, you know in a, in a in a sense it's 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 a home in your mind. Yeah. Which you, you know, still visit. you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's it it's always there. It may <laughs> it may not be bricks and mortar to us, yeah. far away, but at the same time, it's a touchstone. It's, it's a place, a place, you, can go place back you visit, yeah, in your mind. Yeah. Well, Paul Bourne, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Garamila Mahaka Thrasa. 